up, everybody? I am back. It's the Nation of Podcasting Podcast. It's the People's Podcast. It's me, the outstanding original, the Oracle of Ideas. I'm O'Shea, and today I have a special guest with me. Hey guys, I'm Marley, aka the Half Blood Princess from Podcast Nine and Three Quarters, a Potter podcast. And today we're gonna do our first horror movie review. We are gonna cover the first Hellraiser. Alright, so the movie starts off with Frank traveling to Morocco where he buys a puzzle box. Frank takes the puzzle box back to his house and in his attic he solves the puzzle where hooks and chains come out and tear him apart. There's chains and hooks hanging everywhere and we see a black robed figure close the box and the room returns to normal. This is where we meet Larry, Frank's brother, who is moving into Frank's old house with his current wife, Julia. They have a strained relationship. We also meet Kirsty, who is Larry's daughter from a previous marriage. They're moving into the house, and Frank cuts his hand while carrying a mattress, and the blood drips onto the attic floor where Frank died. The blood resurrects Frank into this skinless corpse, who is found by Julia. We find out Julia and Frank had an affair, and she is still obsessed with him. This skinless corpse convinces Julia to bring men back for Frank to drain. With every man drained, Frank becomes stronger and gains more skin. Kirsty spies on Julia and sees her bring another man to the house. Kirsty goes into the house and to the attic and sees Frank, who is her uncle, and she finds the box. Her uncle Frank tries to seduce her and attack her and get the box, but Kirsty throws it out the window and escapes. Alright, so now that we're about halfway through the movie and we've met most of the main characters, how are you feeling about them so far? Uh, I don't really like Frank. He is a sleazeball sex addict who will have sex with anything. He tried to have sex with his niece. I wasn't feeling the incestual stuff at all. He had an affair with his brother's wife, so I don't dig the backstabbing stuff there. And speaking of that, let's get on Julia, because she's just as bad. She had an affair with her husband's brother, so I wasn't really feeling that. And then she's so obsessed with this guy that she's going to go to different bars and bring different guys home just so he can regenerate and bring this skeleton man back to life. So she's got some real issues going on there. Larry, he's just kind of ignorant to the situation he's kind of ignorant to what's going on he doesn't realize that his wife's in love with somebody else who happens to be his own brother so i feel sorry for larry there and kirstie i really feel bad for her because her stepmom is a piece of garbage and she's just trying to look out for her dad so i feel where she's coming from trying to be kind of sneaking around the house and see what's going on so i like her chat me up how you feeling about the movie so far all right so so far this movie is to me about sexual lust mm -hmm. Frank lusts over women, Julia lusts over Frank, Larry lusts over Julia, Frank lusts over Kirsty. It's just lust, lust, lust. So I really get that the beginning of this movie kind of sets it up that it's about like a sexual lust story. I really like this story. And for 1987, some of the practical effects, makeup, uh, the way that the skin is being torn off, I really think that is super awesome. I like how Frank's body regenerates and the skin slowly grows back, yeah. you know, after he drains each time. I think that's super cool. Um, I think that this movie's going to be really awesome. Kirsty picks up the box and starts walking, having hallucinations, and passes out. She wakes up in the hospital, and the doctor gives her the puzzle box back. She solves it, and we get introduced into one of the most legendary horror icons of all time, Pinhead the Hell Priest, and he explains who they are in this iconic scene. You are 
to summon us. Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Since she opens the box, they want her soul. Kirsty offers them her uncle Frank in exchange for her own soul. They agree to consider, and I put emphasis on consider, that deal if Frank admits to escaping. Kirsty goes home and finds out Frank killed her father Larry with the aid of Julia and has stolen his skin. They show her her father's remains and try to pass them off as Frank. The Cenobites came and want the man who did this. As Kirsty tries to escape, she is cut off by Frank and Julia and Frank makes sexual offers to Kirsty once again. That is his niece and he is in her father's skin. She rejects and as Frank goes to stab her, she moves and Julia is stabbed. Frank, the unloyal piece of garbage that he is, drains Julia. Frank chases Kirsty to the attic. He is about to kill her, but as all killers do, they tell on themselves right before they make the kill. The Cenobites appear, chain and hook him, and tear him to pieces. The Cenobites then want Kirsty. She takes the puzzle box and reverses the motions to close the box, and the Cenobites are gone. The house burns down as Kirsty and her boyfriend leave. She takes the box, throws it in a small fire, and a homeless man picks up the box. The homeless man then turns into this winged skeleton demon and flies off. So that was Hellraiser. Marley, chat me up. How'd you feel about the movie? I thought that the movie was great. I loved it. Each time something new happened, I didn't think it could get any better, and it just kept getting better to me. I loved the ending. I loved all the characters. Um, I thought it was great. How did you feel about the movie? Uh, me personally, I love the movie. Like you said, I like the characters. I like the story that was told. I like the sexual love, lust story that they were telling. I like the, the problems that each character faced in the movie. I like the ending of the movie, minus one part, and we're going to get into that shortly. But minus that, I love the movie. Okay, so tell me how you feel about the Cenobites. I love the Cenobites. They're some of my favorite characters and one of the most unique interpretations of demons in the horror genre. I love Pinhead. He's one of my favorite horror movie icons of all time. I like the female Cenobite and I like the Chatterer. Those are my other two favorites. I wasn't really feeling the Butterball one because he was kind of just super ugly to me. So I really wasn't feeling him like that. They're all ugly, but he was just extremely ugly. And I did not like the engineer at all. That was the worst Cenobite to me. I wasn't feeling that. Marley, chat me up. How'd you feel about the Cenobites? I loved the Cenobites too. My favorite one was the girl Cenobite. I liked how... You like um, Deep Rope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked her. She was awesome. Um, I thought that the engineer was disgusting looking. Just like you said, he was gross. Um, Butterball, I didn't really care for him. I liked the chatter a lot. Pinhead, obviously, he's the best one of them all. And I kind of just like the aspect of them. Like, you're not sure if they're demons or they're angels or what they are. I think that the Cenobites are awesome. That's what's up. So chat me up. What was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, my favorite part of the movie is when Frank resurrects from the blood into the skinless corpse bone and blood thing that's really disgusting i thought that part was really cool when it was happening i was like 
is this really happening yeah, right now? And the graphics look really cool yeah. on there, like you said, from 1987. I really like that part a lot, too. My favorite part of the movie was when Pinhead and the Cenobites made their introduction. That was iconic to me. That was one of the most iconic scenes in horror movie history. So that was my favorite part. And I'm with you two on the beginning scene. And I also like when Julia and Frank had their first interaction when he was first resurrected and he was trying to explain to her who he was and what had happened to him. I like that part a lot and I like the dynamic of their relationship. I just didn't like that they were cheaters. So tell me, what was your worst part of the movie? Um, I don't think there really was a worst part of the movie but there was a worse character of the movie and that was definitely Julia. I did not like her whatsoever. I didn't like how she was cheating on her husband with his brother. I just really hated her. Okay, that's what's up. So the part I hated the most, I hated the engineer character. I just thought it looked really cheesy, even for 1987. I just, it looked really puppetish. It looked very snuffleupagish from Sesame Street. I really wasn't digging that. That was the only part of the movie that I did not like. So, Marley, would you watch this movie again? Um, well, I've already watched it more than once, and I definitely plan on watching it more in the future. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, out of five stars, what would you give this movie? I would say five stars. Definitely recommend That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm going to say four and a half stars. I liked everything about it, minus the engineer. That one part with the engineer that just kind of threw it off for me, that kind of took the five stars away. So I'm going to give it four and a half stars. All right, that was Hellraiser. Make sure you stay tuned because we're going to be recapping all 10 Hellraiser films. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe, support Nation of Podcation. Everywhere you get your favorite podcast, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. And for all my Harry Potter fans out there, make sure you check out Podcast Nine and Three Quarters, a Potter podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It's me, the outstanding original, the Oracle of Ideas, I'm O'Shea. For the Half-Blood Princess Marley, we are out. Peace. What up, everybody? It's me, the outstanding original, the Oracle of Ideas. I'm O'Shea from the Nation of Podcation. If you like pro wrestling, check out my weekly pro wrestling reviews at Nation of Podcation on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, that's where we're at. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and we take donations at patreon.com slash Nation of Podcation. It's me, the outstanding original, the Oracle of ideas i'm o'shea for the nation of podcation i am out peace